0: All right. It says this in chapter 4 of the book of Proverbs, verse 1 says, Hear ye children the instruction of a father, and attend to no understanding. For I give you good doctrine, forsake ye not my law. For I was my father's son, tender and only blood in the sight of my mother. Now we're going to read some more, but I just want you to know that he. Uh, this is, a father teaching his children, and he's and this father says, I'm will give you good doctrine. Uh it's one of the key things that we have to do as parents, as grandparents. Um, it's not just playtime with our kids all the time, it's not how much fun they have all the time, it's not whether they're quote happy all the time. We've got to give them good doctrine. We've got to teach them the truth. And uh he says, and forsake ye not my law, so he says, I'm going to teach it to you and don't turn away from it. He says, for I was my father's son, tender and only beloved in the sight of my mother. He taught me also and said unto me, let thine heart retain my words and keep my commandments and live. So he says, I was taught, so now I'm going to teach, teach you. And um, uh, now what is going to teach him, verse 5, get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth. So he says, get wisdom and get understanding. Forget it not. These are vital to you. And uh, verse six, forsake her not, that would be wisdom, and she shall preserve thee. Love her, again, that's wisdom, and she shall keep thee. Notice verse seven. Wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom, and with all that getting, get understanding. Uh, Today, it's a new beginning. This is, uh, it doesn't, I don't know how often it happens, if it's every five years, six years, whatever it is that, that uh, uh, Christmas and New Year's ends up on, on Sunday like this, uh, this rotation that we have. But today's a new beginning. This is two, 2017. Uh, that's really hard to even think about. And we look at this brand new year. For some of us, uh, this 2017 We're old enough that we would we'd never dreamed that you would you know that this world would be here in 2017, and you know you looked at it and honestly, when we were kids, we looked at it and figured by 2017 we'd be floating around in in cars, George Jetson, uh, you know we would be flying around, something would be happening, or we'd have a colony on Mars by now, or something would be going on, you know, different than it is, Um, but. Uh, it seems so far away, but yet it's here. And that's what's amazing. It really did. It seemed like that's... Well, I, I remember just thinking, you know, the turn of the century, you know, the, the year 2000, that's, that was incredible. Now we're at 2017, and it seemed like 2000 went yesterday. and uh, It's just amazing. Uh, it's a new beginning, though, and this, this year could be a great year. That's what uh, I've been saying to my children since about... Uh, 2010 uh you know know, next year will be a better year uh and so it it is really uh though this year it could be just a a banner year in a lot of ways it could be a wonderful year it's it's this new beginning we can look we we have a tendency to look back but we need to look forward that's what we need to do right now just look forward and and. uh Scripture says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and good understanding Uh, have all they that do his commandments. The fear of the Lord is the beginning. Proverbs 1, 7 says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and destruction. So what we're going to look at is that the the fear of the Lord is the beginning. The fear of the Lord it says both of these places is the beginning this is a new beginning, and if we're going if we're going to begin this year right we've got to begin it with the fear of the Lord the fear of the lord the the beginning of wisdom the beginning of the knowledge must begin with the fear of the lord and and sadly again it, it's it that's why uh people say you know man you know uh you, why is it so important to, to come to church on, on, uh, on the holidays? Why is it so important to come to church at all? Because truthfully, if we rightfully are coming, one of the reasons that we come is that because we have a fear of the Lord. We have a fear of the Lord. I mean, it's not like, well, God's gonna punish us because we don't walk in the door. That's not it. We want, we respect God, we believe in God, we fear him. Uh, because he's awesome, and we we believe he instituted the church, and this is what he set up, and we ought to be here. Yeah. And thank you. Thankfully, you are now. If wisdom is the principal thing, therefore, get wisdom with all that getting, get understanding. Then it would seem that if we fear the Lord, we would begin this year by getting wisdom. We would begin this 2017 by getting wisdom, uh, and so this will be. Uh, our goal, I got two two things and, and it's not original to me, but it's something that I learned a long time ago. Wisdom de- defined, so to speak, we've used several definitions, but another definition of wisdom is, uh, wisdom for living is seeing life through God's eyes. And that's real wisdom is when we start seeing life through God's eyes. Wisdom, uh, and, and one of the things we're gonna talk about this morning is we wanna trace uh, our conflicts that we had in 2016. We had different kinds of conflicts. And I say we, the people of Calvary, the people of Memphis, people have different kinds of conflicts. But one of the things we want to do is we want to have the wisdom to, to trace those conflicts and find out how they occurred, why they occurred. And, and every time when you have a conflict what really has occurred, you have violated principles. There are violated principles somewhere when there's a conflict. That's why God says only by pride cometh contention. So when we have contention, what we've done was we violate, violated this principle that God just taught us that pride is going to cause conflict. So we've allowed prize to cause, pride, to, pride to cause conflict. So this will be our goal for 2017. We know there will be conflict, so the real decision is how will we deal with the conflicts? How can we overcome them? How can we keep some from happening? Because some of it will, honestly, will be through our own doing. If we search for the cause, we can stop the conflict from reoccurring and continuing. And that's why you can have a wonderful year. A wonderful year would be a year with very minimal conflict. And I say minimal because pretty much, I think everybody in here is human. Which means we're going to have some weak days. We're going to have some bad days. We're going to have some, some days where we, we're just not all that we ought to be or maybe not what we should be. And, and we may say some things or respond some ways. And we, there may be some conflicts. There may be some things that just happen so instantaneously, spontaneously, that, boy, before we grab hold of ourselves, we've said something or done something. But what we'd love to do is be able to minimize the conflicts. I'd really like to... You know, 2017, I would like to have all of 2017 and never have an argument with anybody. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Wouldn't that be pretty good? It really would be. It'd be great. And uh, and I mean, still stay married and, and never have a conflict with anybody. Now... We know there'll be conflicts. Real decisions how we would deal with it. If we search for the cause, we can stop the conflict from reoccurring or continuing. But God also said, with all that getting, get understanding. Understanding is knowing God's character knowing god's character about that i mean proverbs nine ten says this the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom but then he, he continues god's word continues there and we we remember that that first part of the statement but then he says this the knowledge of the holy is understanding the knowledge of the holy now that doesn't mean just memorizing some words what that means is is really knowing god and why god does what he does Now, we don't know all the time, but there are a lot of issues and and character traits of God. God is is merciful. That's a great character trait of God. So we ought to know that about God. And if if it's something about God and he's merciful, maybe we ought to be merciful. God is kind. Maybe we should be kind. God is holy. Maybe we should be holy. I mean, the truth is, if we learn these character traits about God, and that's really what understanding is. So, what it's, what it's talking about is learning the attributes of God. And when we find out who God is and some attributes of God, the, the most important thing for us to do is try to be like Him. Understanding is also the ability and the willingness to apply God's principles to life situations. Now, listen to that. Understanding is the ability and the willingness to apply God's principles to life situations. And again, we won't have conflict if we apply God's principles to the situations of life. What's happening is, uh, Brother Bensinger was mentioning to me uh, a new, uh, Webster's new word uh, is uh, post-truth. The new, new word for Webster's now is post-truth. And what that word is, what that means is, is that this new society is whatever truth was, it really doesn't matter. It's whatever you want it to be. Post-truth. And you know, of course we know that's where they're going anyway, but they so much so that now they're putting it in the dictionary so that they have a word. And, And can I tell you, you'll start hearing it a lot because it matters not this old-fashioned way of absolutes. You know, you, 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 these do's and don'ts. You know, I was riding in this morning and I always just turned on the Christian radio and I was listening to a preacher and he said, he said, too much of Christianity has made Christianity just a lot of do's and don'ts. And, and I understand, hopefully, what he's trying to say. He said, no, Christianity is a relationship. I understand that. If you have the right relationship, if I have the right relationship with my dad, then I'm going to listen to his do's and don'ts. I'm going to obey his do's and don'ts. And I wanted to say, even across the radio, sir, Christianity's not do's and don'ts any more than God is do's and don'ts. I mean, God is the one that says, thou shalt not. He's the one that said that. Uh, for us to repeat that, it's not a bad thing to say you should not do that. Uh, It's, but it's, we're in that that generation where not only are, are the world out there teach them that there are no absolutes, which means they're going to live in chaos, which means they're going to have crisis and they're going to have conflicts because everybody does that, which is right in their own eyes, which means I can treat you and I can say to you and I can do whatever I want because it doesn't matter how it affects you. It only matters how it affects me. And so, but we as Christians we begin to look at some of the basic principles of life and we want to learn more about it. So what I'm going to do, and again, it's not original to me, something I learned a long time ago, but, but I'm going give, to give out, and, I, and I'm not sure how many of these I'll do, but, but uh, some principles about humanity that, uh, that if we we'll learn them, they'll help us to understand ourselves and help us to understand other people. Number one is the principle of design. The principle of design. Now, what what does that mean? The principle of design. Here's what a lot of a lot of people, especially young girls, have trouble. I say young girls, uh, honestly, as I've preached that that it really carries on. When you when you preach and teach on some of these issues, there will be a you know I've gone to camps where there'll be two or three hundred kids, and and there'll be two dozen female counselors there. And it, the altars will almost always be filled with the female counselors before the kids come. The, but the principle of design, here's where the struggle is understanding that God created everyone for a specific purpose, just the way you are. That doesn't mean you're, that you can't learn God's character traits to be better. I'm talking about the way you look, the way you were designed, the way God, God created you for a specific purpose. God created you. Uh, for a purpose, and understanding that that purpose and how each person, each relationship uh, affects you is designed by God. God, uh, how can I? I can live in harmony with other people knowing who I am. Uh, you know that God created me for a purpose. You know that there, uh, Some of us, we as we grow older, we get bald. God designed that. I don't think. You know, they, they, they have all kinds of things out there. And, and there's a, you know, if you read them, you spend your life's fortune on getting something that will grow hair. Because there's a whole lot of things that out there. Now, the truth is, you don't have hair, just like I don't have hair, because God designed you not to have hair at this point in life. Now, why? I don't know. I don't know why God made some men to get bald eyes. They say that some men, their minds got so strong that it just grew out of their head. And so, uh, uh, I'm not sure why, but that's just what happens. But but the fact is, is that God made us different shapes. God made us different sizes. Now some of us have accentuated those things, but uh, but God, you know, God made some people taller than others. God made some people shorter than others. And you say, did God do that? Look, unless you believe everything is by evolution, yes, God did it. He designed us to be who we are truth is god designed us to live in america god designed us to be here god designed some of you to 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 be born in mississippi and some in tennessee and some wherever else in the states god god did that god allowed that and so uh you know what we got to be we got to be content with who we are Uh, It was tough for me when I was a a young kid because I got made fun of all the time about this big old nose of mine. They made fun of me all the time. And and I'll be honest with you, I became insecure about my nose. And and, uh, I can still remember one time when I was probably about fourth grade, some... The teacher was teaching that in science that there's different areas of the body that even after you die, continues to grow. They're, that you know, They never stop growing throughout your lifetime. And they talked about your nose and your ears continue to grow throughout your lifetime. That's pretty scary, folks. Uh, <laughs> that it continues to just grow throughout your lifetime. And, and some kid there in the room said, does that mean Robert's nose is going to continue to grow? I'm like, you're fourth grade, and they're making fun of me. He says, because it looks like turkey feathers right now. <laughs> you know, that hurt me. And and for a long time, I was really embarrassed about my nose. For a long time, I would stand for hours, you know, I'd be pinching my nose all the time. i was just hoping that would make it shrink. It doesn't have anything to do with it, but uh, it makes it run, that's what it makes. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Thank God for who you are. I came to realize as life went on, hey, I got a beautiful nose. I really, you know, I just, that's the way God made me. So, thanking God for my design brings self-acceptance. You know, you need to thank God for who you are and that God made you just the way you are. Because Johnny May, you can't do anything about it. He made you just the way you are. <laughs> Amen. Amen. He made us just the way we are. Now, number two is the principle of authority. And this is one that you try to, honestly, if you have influence over young people, it'll change their life if they can get this truth throughout their life. The principle of authority. Recognizing that God works through human authorities to accomplish his purposes to give me protection, direction, and provision. You know, God has placed each of us under some authority, and that authority truly is there for God's protection, uh, direction, and provision. God's there. He put that authority there. Your children need to know that. They need to be taught that. They need to learn early. Honoring my authorities brings inward peace. You know, the truth is, and this is a terrible thing, but the, the, uh, I've watched kids for a long, long time, and the, the kids who are graduating that are most, most at peace are the kids who have had parents and leadership that give them good counsel on what the next phase of life, the direction should be. The kids that are 17 and the parents are saying, well, it's up to you, whatever you want to do, you can try this, you can try this, you can try this, you can try this, you can try this. They're bouncing off the walls. They always have been. They don't know what, they don't know who they are. They don't even know what they're supposed to do at this time. But somebody that comes and says, and I've always loved the statement, and I heard this from a preacher 30 years ago. He said, you know, you ought to, you ought to direct your kids to take at least one year of Bible college. Before, if they're gonna do something else, Fine, but let them take one year of bible college to get grounded to get grounded in what they believe now one of the things that i'm teaching is and, and i really believe in most cases and i don't think any, there's an absolute for anybody uh... because all kids young people are different but i think in most cases staying home a year if there's a good family and a good church they can stay home a year get a really good solid foundation with the relationship with mom and dad uh... before they take off i think it's a great time Uh, and now but it also ought to be a time that's used to to, again to teach them doctrine to get them get them uh, you know even take some maybe online courses in doctrine and you work through them together and learn it together and uh, but that's that authority gives them a peace when they submit to authority they find peace and 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 honestly you know Uh, It's a wonderful thing when you have someone you can go to that you can believe that they will tell you the truth about what you ought to do. Not tell you what to do necessarily, but tell you this is my advice. This is my direction. And so honoring my authorities brings inward peace. Number three is the principle of responsibility. This is another thing. Teach our children, our grandchildren, the principle of responsibility. Realizing that I'm responsible to God for all my thoughts, my words, my actions, my attitudes, and my motives. You know, we need to take accountability. We need to be accountable for what we say and do. That's what, you know, look, I'm not expecting people to be perfect, but we need to be accountable and look at people and say, that was my fault, I'm sorry. I failed here, I'm sorry. I blew that, I'm sorry. I I shouldn't have acted that way. Uh, You know, if we really take responsibility for our actions, what'll it help us to do is, it'll help us to remedy past offenses with other people. You know, asking forgiveness brings a clear conscience. There's nothing, you know, there's nothing worse than offending somebody than hurting somebody. You know, it's, Nis mentioned to me this morning, but you know, if somebody doesn't come to church for a while, you know what my first thought is? What did I say? What could I have done? Did I say something offensive? Did I say something hurtful? Was I unkind? You know, because, you know, the truth is, you get to, well, if you've ever done this before, but you get to preach it. And, and honestly, sometimes you know, statements have come out and, and they're statements you shouldn't have said maybe or they're totally misunderstood, but you thought you were saying this, but it didn't come out that way. It came out saying that. And when people address it and say, you said this, you think, that's not what I meant. It's not, I didn't mean to say that. I'm not saying I didn't, but I, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean it that way. You know, there's immediately, but that's even when you might have offended somebody, you got this turmoil in your heart. When, what happens when you know you have? When you know you said something hurtful? When you know you said something that damaged someone else? When you know that you said something that... That, that condemns someone else in, in somebody else's eyes. When you've done that, it is a, that's, a, that's a terrible feeling inside. What's the great feeling that can wash that away? Asking for forgiveness. Just going and cleansing it. A clear conscience is very, very, very cleansing. And it makes you feel wonderful. All right, I think I got maybe one more. Uh, The principle of suffering. The principle of suffering. That's welcoming the chastening of the Lord and the sorrows and the hurts of life as necessary for my maturity and future leadership. Joe Beth, tell me, what's that statement you just wrote to the girls this morning? Tell me again, about misery or... Pain is inevitable, but rejoicing is always possible. You know, it's so important that we teach ourselves and our children. It's not always going to go good. There's going to be pain. There's going to be suffering. There's going to be hurt. Because we live in a world full of human beings. but we don't have to sorrow and be angry and upset. We can rejoice even in the pain because everything that comes into our life is for a purpose. Everything that comes to us, God can use for good. Uh, Romans eight twenty eight. you were just talking about. That things that, maybe, maybe 2016 was pretty tough. There may have been a lot of punches in the face, punches in the gut. You may be... Thank God you're still here. Thank God we're here for 2017. Thank God that we can look at 2017 and just Ms. Johnny May said a minute ago that we can rejoice over the fact that the things we learned, the things we came through, and that rejoice that we're here for 2017. And I'd love to just tell you everybody in here in 2017, is all going to go good, but that's probably not going to happen for everybody all the time. We're gonna have some struggles. We're gonna have some hurts. We're gonna have some pain. We're gonna have some illness. We're gonna have some financial issues. We're gonna have some things, but you know, all those things, look, your faith would never grow if you didn't have struggles. You're, you're, you would never grow stronger and in, in learning to rejoice through the struggles is, is it's amazing. When I was young to be in I can remember when we, we first got married, mom and dad always went to Canali's Grocery and she'd signed the ticket. Which meant they didn't she didn't pay. They just whatever amount she groceries she got and gas she got, she would just sign the ticket and walk off. Well when I got married, Joe Beth, we went to Canali's Groceries and I just signed the ticket. Because that just seemed really easy. After about six months of marriage, my, the old con, I think it was, Canale, said to me, hey, uh, Robert, you got about $600 worth of grocery bill here. And I said, say, what? How can it be $600? He said, you got $600. Hey, I was only making $749 a month. As a police officer risk, risking my life for $749 a month when I owed $600. I was scared slap to, to death. How in the world am I gonna find $600? I was so upset, so nervous. Where in the world am I gonna get $600? Then my income tax came back in and I had about $605 and I went and paid off the whole bill and we never signed a ticket anymore. No, man, I paid cash. I didn't want that to happen to me again. You know what I learned? I learned right back then before credit cards even came out, they're dangerous. Pay my bills now. That's what I learned. Pay it now. My wife says, she'll come for me all the time. she Rob, boy, you're really good with with money. Uh, You know, I I, I said, no, no, it's really not that, that good. All I do is when the money comes in, I pay the bill. I don't let it sit. I pay it now. Man. Pay it now. And it was something I learned. It was hard, But watch this. 39 years ago, $600 scared me, slapped to death. You know what? I wouldn't like to have a $600 bill right now. But I wouldn't even lose one sleep over $600. Because I've been in debt so many times <laughs> now over thousands and thousands of dollars. And $600 don't faze me. And that's where young kids got to learn, okay, these small things, they don't seem small to you, but you deal with them rightly here. When you get to the real big things, you can deal with it right All right, we got about 17 minutes before church service, so I'll let y'all go, and God bless you. one, but I forgot it. I've been traveling here in this life with this heart in trouble and- Come That's right. I know you've already got a zillion things here. Yeah, uh-huh. I dug through all of this. Oh, I saw saw yours down there. Yeah, there. Right there. Christmas cards and offering envelopes. Yeah, those Christmas cards are they're, they're history, after Tonight. <laughs>